We're having a podcast. In a minute now. Bear friend. We're having a podcast. Give me the mic, I'm gonna fuck up the mic. Bear friend. We're having a podcast. We're having a party. Yeah, that is good. You're listening to Bear Friend Tea Party. Our podcast is recording. With us tonight are uh, tenacious LAPD homicide detective Christopher Winter. Hello. Hot tub expert Daniel Gunnard Beamish. I, pr- I, pr- I, pr- I, pr- I intend to podcast. <laughs> American treasure Dr. Jonathan Bumpers. Bear friend tea party podcast. And I'm talking pile of trash. Jeremy Mullis from North Carolina. Well, talk, trash. Bear friend tea party. An elaborate practical oh. joke being played on the creators of Bear friend tea party by the rest of the world. If you've just stepped into a strange van and this podcast is playing, if you've just woken up in a bathtub full of ice and this podcast is playing, make sure you listen to the end for a secret message. You where the telephone is hidden. Well, what do we have on the program tonight, Jeremy? My battery is down to 74% and my have an extension cord. Well, we've got a great show for you tonight. Um, <laughs> coming up on Bear Friend Tea Party episode 00043. 4-3! Title of episode to be dubbed over later. Segment one. Can somebody please explain Henry Rollins to me? Um, segment two. How many randomly selected topics can I definitively settle in 60 seconds? Segment three. Controversial statements the third and segment four classic hip-hop skits wait at least two of those are different from the last time i looked at the spreadsheet but before we get into that let's uh let uh, let's go let uh, let's go let uh, let's go over to uh well we did get one comment from uh on uh we did get one comment on episode zero 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 four one all about duck eggs forgettable episode um we got a comment from cyborg chevy chase dispenser um who writes I found this podcast on iTunes while searching for information about duck eggs. It was a complete waste of my time in this regard. <laughs> Not recommended. Does he mention any other That's regards? Classic. Classic. That's fair. That's the only regard he mentions. Mm. He seems like kind of a negative dude. Is that as deep as the mailbag goes? Well, okay, what else did we get? <laughs> All right, God damn it. <laughs> oh, let's see. Oh, let's see. Looks like also on that episode, that's is episode 00041, all about duck eggs. Um, listener, super fan, and president of the United States, Drew Bees, wrote in to say, uh, gentlemen, I am most disappointed in your humorous insertion of announcer Herbert Morrison's classic narration of the Hindenburg disaster during your segment on the 46 breast euphemisms, you perpetuated the gross and unfair slanderous lie that the famous suave and stentorian-voiced Mr. Morrison was afflicted with a shrill, high-pitched, and reedy squeak. 
As argued by Michael Beale, a communications <laughs> professor at Moorhead State University, among others, the literature on this is incontrovertible. Due to an error by recording engineer Charlie Nelson, or possibly a defect in the equipment, it is not entirely clear which, the original recording of Morrison's dramatic and historic monologue, which was not aired live, as is commonly assumed by many, but rather played back for broadcast the following day, was erroneously recorded at a rate that was approximately 3% too slow, with the resulting effect that when it was later transferred to Waxmaster at what was assumed to be the correct speed, it became too fast. It is this version with which most people are familiar today. This is, despite the good work of Professor Beale and others over many years. The fight for the truth will continue, and the honest legacy of Herbert Morrison will be properly recognized. You can hear the pitch-corrected, honest account of Herbert Morrison's rich, sonorous baritone right here, and then he inserts a YouTube link. Honestly, I am very disappointed in Bear Friend Tea Party. I expect more from you guys. Anyway, great episode. Oh, so he ends it on a positive note, at least. I he does. He ends it on a positive note. Uh, <sighs> I guess, uh, yeah, to, to Drew B's... Isn't he usually a little uh, more succinct? He, 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 he is... Uh, well, he was trying to hit the character minimum. I think there should be a character minimum. It's possible that was the State of the Union address. You have to be a real character because he, he's the president. Yeah, no, I, I, I got that. Yeah, okay. Those run a little long. Right. Right. Hopefully Not he a- got a cold and died. Huh? What? <laughs> Come on, uh, William Henry Harrison? I think that was Nobody? the inauguration. That was the inauguration. But, yeah, it's yeah. the inauguration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. He, didn't make it, he didn't make it to this state. So, president, same thing. President... Yeah, good point. It, anyway, good point. Um, yeah, no. Yeah, actually, actually, Drew B's, you're wrong. The truth is that uh, real life is actually faster than you perceive it at, or something. Let's move on to yeah, corrections and addenda. The Hindenburg was staged, right? It was photoshopped. <laughs> no, it was a hologram. <laughs> it's much smaller. I mean, uh, if, if if you look in between frames 192 and 193, you can clearly see some lens flare that came from the wrong angle. It was all on a studio. Yeah. So it first two pack and actually, then the Hindenburg. Yeah. It was actually, it was actually uh, recorded on the moon. It was actually. Uh, um, <laughs> it's actually the Graf Zeppelin. <laughs> It was, uh, it was actually a directed it, actually. Recorded yeah, it on actually, a lunar sound stage. It was a, a giant boat in, uh, falling from the sky in flames. You photoshopped the dog in. Audio shop. Well, let's move on to corrections and addenda. Um, John, I believe you... Oh, I had a correction, so why don't you start us off with that? Oh, uh, that sounds good. Wait, okay, uh, I have a small correction. This is in reference to episode 00029, the John Hughes ring cycle. During our discussion of the classic Disney afternoon cartoon, uh, Disney's Adventures of the Gummy Bears. Classic cartoon. Thank you. Um, classic uh, afternoon. Danny, you... Huh? You said that 
the Disney Afternoon quote jumped the shark with uh, with the introduction of Goof Troop. I just want to correct that. Uh, it was actually bonkers that was the point at which the Disney Afternoon jumped was, the shark. It was bonkers when they introduced I've, Goof Troop. It's true. Yeah, that I was ne- bonkers. It was a bonkers I, decision. I've never heard of bonkers. Bonkers. Yeah, that's well, that's because it jumped the shark. Bonkers is like way on the other side of the shark, man. Everybody knows yeah. about what I, ju- I bonkers. I bonkers is the for listeners at home. Bonkers was a uh, a uh, a show featuring a character of the same name, who was a bobcat, who was a policeman, and also a a, a washed up cartoon star, sort of a Roger Rabbit kind of. Uh, sensibility. No one <laughs> listens to this podcast at home. No one listens to this podcast. 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 Jeremy, I believe you have a correction. Yeah, I uh on episode 00039, The Age of Complex Sandwiches, uh, we did a Classic fictional episode. horses Classic blitz age. quiz. And Classic in, this, in this 50 fictional horses blitz quiz, I'd like to move that we uh, remove three horses from that. For the reason that they were not fictional horses, <laughs> um, and I think oh. they should be stricken from the record, and the scores should be adjusted accordingly. Mm-hmm. Um, number twenty-five, uh, horse number twenty-five, was music from the song <laughs> "A Horse Called Music." Um, my problem with this one is that in the context of that song, I had always interpreted the horse called music. Um, as an extended metaphor for the life of a touring musician, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to a literal horse. So <laughs> a, a, the point I would make is that this is kind of like saying that um, the little red Corvette in the Prince song, Little Red Corvette, was a fictional car. No. no because Prince is dead. No. no. Because Prince sucks. No. no it's, it's a, a metaphor. metaphor for a hot little number that Prince had sex with. I don't know that song, <laughs> but I but get the little metaphor. red Corvette. But no, you know that hot number. So I have been in the Corvette. But you know, Jeremy, Prince, is, it's not dog. a real. It's not a real car, though, is it? Well, it's not a real car, but that doesn't it's make a it fictional, a fictional. It's a fictional. I guess it's metaphor. not also like a fictional duck. Because <laughs> look, I'll be honest. Of my three, of my three potentially problematic horses, this is the one I'm the least sure of. And I would, I, I'd appreciate your own thoughts. Like maybe <laughs> Willie Nelson's intent was that it was a, a real horse, but also kind of operated on a, a, on another level as well. I mean, Willie Nelson is a maniac. I mean, a, a metaphor, <laughs> like Jeremy, a metaphor is a thing that stands for another thing. So yeah. I mean, it's got to be a thing, and that thing can either be a real thing or a fictional thing, mm. right? Or, or it could just be like an idea or. Uh, in light of Chris's comments, I agree with Jeremy. Yeah, What's the see, there you one? go. I, I think we should. I think we should vote on these. I think if we have a tie, Danny should. It was Danny's segment, so I think he should get the deciding vote. In this case, he also knows the most about Willie Nelson. I vote them all down. <laughs> Fifty. Is yeah, so I'm much. not familiar with that song. Fifty is a great. Number. All right. 
Um, I, I say I say strike this one from the record. Okay, Fine. I agree. Okay. I, I, I agree. Um, the the second horse that I would like to move to strike from the record is horse number thirty six, Traveler. The mascot of USC. Um, I have two issues with this so-called fictional horse. Number one, this horse is based on Robert E. Lee's horse, who was a real horse. And number two... <laughs> He's not even from US- California. And number two, this is not like a uh, mascot where it's like a dude with a big paper mache horse head that comes out and does funny dances. They use a real horse... <laughs> At the games, they bring it out on the field. It's a real horse, and that horse is named Traveler. That Wait, is so the horse's name. Jeremy, so the horse actually, the horse is based on Robert E. Lee's horse? Yes, and they have a real-life horse named Traveler portraying Robert E. Lee's horse on the field so, at games. They are currently on so Traveler the 7th. It's that, So it's highly like, so it's highly likely that that horse is a racist. Jeremy, I think the fact that the horse is played by different horses over the course of its life it just goes to show that it is fictional. I mean, the, the horses are well. I mean, are, are these are, well? Uh, but I mean, the, are they horse they actors? Are, they are real John, horses named Traveler. John, is it are they is are they like horse actors portraying a role, or is it like how you have Dalai Lama after Dalai Lama after Dalai Lama, and it's like a, more of a title? I um, I, I I would the the example I had in this case is that I, I think this is similar to Colonel Sanders, where you uh-huh. have a real person named Colonel Sanders who did uh-huh. exist, and then after that you did have like people posing as Colonel Sanders or. Or likewise, you know, Mark Twain. You have, like, Val Kilmer playing Mark Twain after that, but there still was a real Mark Twain. Was um, there? Are, are there? Are there? there I mean, Jeremy, Jeremy, like wait, wait, wait. Let's just, let's Jeremy, stick with Colonel Jeremy, Sanders. Jeremy, Jeremy, was there a real Mark Twain? I think if you wanted to make the argument that Traveler was hyper-real... I might be with you, but if you're making the argument that the horse traveler is fictional, I'm sorry, because I can point to a real-life horse who had that name, and then I can point to, I'm sorry, I can point to eight real-life horses named Traveler, who, uh, I think it's, I think it's... I think he makes a, I think he makes a persuasive case. I think, so look, I'm not sure I can agree with your reasoning, Jeremy, but I think 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 your conclusion is... is, Their friend tea party. No, yeah, I mean this if, isn't uh, this isn't like these horses are actors portraying the role of traveler. They're taking on the right. mantle of traveler. Right. I right. assume that when one traveler dies, another one comes into existence. In every generation, there is a chosen one. Yeah, if it were you know fifty occult horses blitz quiz, fine, you know. <laughs> So I'm gonna, segment uh, one. I think fifty occult horses. The fact that they're named squids. after traveler, traveler. They're named after Robert Lee's horse. <laughs> I feel like I feel like that's a bit of a red herring. Travel the, the fact the fact that the they're. Fact, I think that has nothing to do with with whether or not it's a fictional horse. The fact that they're named off Robert E. Lee. But, well, Robert E. Lee did have a horse called Traveler. I'm not talking about that, that horse. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about that. You acknowledge that that horse was a white supremacist. That's not what I'm talking about at all. 
No. no. The race horse, horse, not racist horse. Race no. horse. So. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're bringing race into it. <laughs> Krista playing the race card. (laughs) All right. Okay. And this one is... Okay. I have one final horse, and this is really the the most... uh, This one is is pretty pretty cut and dry. Horse horse number 47, Seabiscuit, (laughs) was was a real horse. That is the name of a real-life race horse. The fact that they made a it's shitty a movie. movie. <laughs> the fact that they made a shitty movie about that racehorse does not mean that the horse was fictional. It's like saying saying that Stephen Hawking was fictional because they made a shitty movie about him that I didn't see. Well, I, didn't I mean, a lot that. of people believe that Stephen Hawking was staged on a Hollywood. Oh. I think that particular joke. Is 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 getting a little played out? (laughs) Actually, um, it the segment itself was mistitled because there were fifty-one horses named. Really? Or forty-eight? Now there are only yeah exactly yeah now there's now there's forty forty yeah still mislabeled. (laughs) You know, it's it was the the name of the segment was intended to be approximate. Yeah, it's a nice round number. Approximately, it's not like fictional horse. You know, it, it doesn't. It rolls off the tongue, unlike forty-six euphemisms for breast, <laughs> which I think was I also was... the wrong number, wasn't it? No, that was, well, that was most correct. of them were not oh, euphemisms, right? That's, right, that's right. seven or eight euphemisms for breast. right. The number, the number was correct. Uh, I have a uh, a, a correction. Back in episode zero 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 two zero. The Jefferson Abacus. Chris, you led a segment mm-hmm. called Is the Constitution Bullshit? <laughs> Correct. <Classic> segment. <laughs> Great um, segment. So at, uh, at one point in the segment, uh, the question was raised of why the Constitution does not have a soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> how, how can anything without a soundtrack not be bullshit? Right, exactly. And uh, at one point it was asked uh, of Chris what his uh, soundtrack to the Constitution would be. And he, mm-hmm. he, he, Chris, you suggested that it would start with a uh, with a jail cell slamming. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. It's a cell block door. Yeah. Cell yeah. block door. Uh, yeah. uh, f- uh, after which a, uh, a fat beat would come in. Right. And when I was editing that podcast, I did indeed bring up a fat beat. However, the correction—it's uh, more of a corrective addendum. Actually, uh, I would like—I would like to edit into that fat beat uh, a a robot voice reciting the Constitution. Mm. Mm. Okay, I thought that was in there, but I guess I was just imagining it. You know, could you, I, yeah, could I, you also get a like a, a real sexy, dirty bass line as well? Uh, there already, yeah, there is one. I have a I I have a robot in my house that is constantly reciting the Constitution at constantly all times, twenty four hours a day. So I I probably just was hearing that at the time because I too had thought that was there. <laughs> but segment one, can somebody please explain Henry Rollins to me? Oh, I have some notes on this segment. Look, uh, Jeremy, can um, I can, no, can I ahead. read no. can I read my notes to start? You know I, what? I that's fine. Some, I, yeah, I prepared, I, really some, notes. Just, I prepared I, some notes for this segment. The man yeah. prepared uh, some notes. Let him read them. Do it. 
M. Did you do that on purpose, Jeremy? No. That's the name of a Rollins band song. Do it. I didn't know that. Did really? I know very No, look. Do it. Don't think about it. Do it. Look, regular listeners to this podcast, I swear will know that like I know a lot of shit. Like, mm-hmm. like I am a knowledgeable dude. Do have it, a do breadth it, do it. and depth of knowledge sure. that is formidable. No but argument there are, here. There are areas where I still have questions. And when I have questions, I like to, to bring them to the my Bare Friend Tea Party panel to have mm-hmm. them answered. So, I mean, and one thing that... I mean, basically... Like, can somebody please... Explain Henry Rollins to me. I guess is what I is, is is what I'm saying. Jeremy, would you say that your ignorance on this topic gives you a low self opinion? <laughs> I, I uh, of Henry Rollins <laughs> self no, self opinion self opinion. Wait, 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 wait. Are you Henry, Henry Rollins? Well, he has a low SO. That's for sure. Just a well, point of order. Thi- that's that's I mean, one thing I'd like I mean, to clear up tonight. I mean, where's the disconnect there? Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> let me let me let me let me let me run down what I think I know, and uh, maybe you guys can jump in and help me. Please, uh, Henry Rollins, big guy, right? Mm. Bulky, mm-hmm. muscular dude. Mm. Um, he was he was in a band called The Black Flag. No! <laughs> Is that correct? That's right. And that and that. No, there's no there's no article, right? He was he was in a band called Black Flag. Yeah, I think so. I mean, if Danny hadn't already checked out of the segment, he would be able to tell you. And uh, Jeremy, uh, I, I do have a prepared. I have a pre- my prepared response is no. Sorry, I don't know anything about Henry Rollins. Okay, does, no does that help there. at all? Um, that does not help. So, this, okay, is that so, helpful to you? So he, so Henry Rollins was in a band called Black Flag. That band, <laughs> if I'm correct, was fairly well respected. I think, yeah, I think that's true. Yeah, unfortunately, that band was a punk rock band. Well, y- perhaps mm-hmm. even a. I think hardcore they were punk band. Yeah, yeah, hard, seminal hardcore punk band. Okay, he wasn't the lead. He wasn't the original lead singer of Black Flag. I think as a he was a roadie for Black Flag. Oh, I think, and he somehow became the lead. I don't know. So he like came he was, in later and became the front man, or he was a roadie for Minor Threat or some. I don't know. He he was part of those that that group of bands that like everybody. Th- says matter but really the bands that they went on to form later are what are good okay okay this is undermining a lot of what i thought and black okay so the black black flag is is unrelated to the well-known household insecticide (laughs) correct uh maybe maybe uh except in terms of influence okay let's move on i thought it it was henry jeremy i was I think it would be I think it would be funny if you continued referring to them as the Black Flag or perhaps even the Black Flags. The Rollins band. <laughs> okay, I'll do that. I'll do that. Edit that out. Okay, so so after the Black Flag, Henry Rollins 
was in another band called It's It's Henry Rollins Band. <laughs> <laughs> this is the theme to Rollins Band. Hen- the theme to Rollins Band. A uh, moment and, of silence, snot and tears for that shit. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, seriously, right. and seriously. that band, the the It's Henry Rollins Band, was less well respected generally than the Black Flag. Well, it's it, de- it depends on who you're asking. If you're asking a bunch of obnoxious people, yeah, it was less re- well respected. I think it's I think it's pretty clear that he's act- asking a bunch of obnoxious people. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then okay, here's it's right, understood touche. from context. Touche. Here, <laughs> here's. The and then okay, did he also was he also like into spoken word or yeah, something? His shit? spoken word like is actually was, better than his music. He's a he's a he's a writer. He's a blah 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 blah. Yeah, blah. and then did he? He's a writer, an actor. Yeah, I don't. know. I knew. I thought maybe he acted. So yeah, he acted in the music. Okay, well, 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 hold on. He, I just I. He I appears don't get it. in films. I don't, I'm sorry. This is what don't you get? It's gone off the rails. I, See, what am I? So what? What am I to make of this? Should I like? He Henry is, Rollins. He is a little. He's very confusing because you're not sure. He's okay. Most hardcore vocalists or hardcore music. It, even it's when it's serious and making a point, it's usually like outward and political, and very sort of like here's why the world sucks and here's what should be different. But Henry Rollins is very insular and it's like it turns things around on himself. It's like I hmm. should be this way and my self is messed up and ooh my mind is yeah it's so very is, he's very existential. But but he, when he, when he's talking about things other than himself, he's talking about people. He's saying, "You do this. You, your mind. It's all very individual." Like I I I've been going through all of his songs, and he says the word "my mind," the phrase "my mind" in like at least nine of his songs. <laughs> And it's just really weird because he used to be a punk, like you said, a, a, a hardcore vocalist who just like rambles and yells. But when he became like when he started the Rollins band, he had this group of musicians who were doing God knows what they were trying to do. And then he just kept sort of like doing his thing over top of it. But it became less intense, but sort of just like still just as in in intent. Uh, Danny, was the Rollins band the one with that liar song? The liar. Like, I'm yeah. a liar. <laughs> yeah, and was that the liar? Was that how was that connected the with the the John Lovitz character? Like not at all. They threw us all in a trench and what? stuck a monument on top. And when I came to, who do you think was next to me? Amelia Earhart. Yeah. Yeah, and I said, "Hey, Amelia, how you doing?" And she said, mm, "Not good." The John Love, the John Lovitz huh? liar guy was that? Jay would not connect. No, the Jay critic. Sherman, the critic. Yeah, Jay no, Sherman. the liar. Happiness. All critics no, are liars. All Other films. Liars. Yeah. It stinks. All critics are liars. Jay Sherman is a critic. Therefore, Socrates is a liar. Is was. <laughs> Was it's was was it's hit was it's Henry Rollins band emo? No, but they were emotional. I just don't get it. Are parts are certain things that are there like some things that Henry Rollins was involved in that are just kind of like 
basically accepted as jokes. Like, that's some dumb shit he did. But, like, I feel like most people have the opinion that Black Flag was good and everything else was kind of dumb. But maybe what I'm hearing from you is that's not the case. No, I feel like a lot of people really respect the Rollins band, especially... uh uh, I mean, as musicians, they have a very tight rhythm section and a guitar mm. player that just who knows what he's doing. His riffs are basically solos. Is he playing the guitar? He, so I guess, okay, you do know what he's doing to an extent, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, that was actually going to be my question. Like, does he just sing or does he play an instrument? But, he... <laughs> no, it's just he's, he's like a, a, little, a little out there. But there is... It, uh, what's okay, your, here's, what is your question? I mean, he does I just, funny, can somebody he does please explain there, Henry Rollins to me? Like, okay. He has a sense of humor. Like, there are things... Uh, uh, he has recorded music that is de- definitely supposed to be funny. Like, okay. one, he did an EP oh. under the name of Henrietta Collins with a backing band called The Wife Beating Child Haters. Oh, and that was and this was funny? Well, it's supposed to be like, you know... You're laughing, aren't you? It was like a <laughs> surf it was already. like a surf rock band. Their their EP was called Drive By Shooting. Okay. I mean, so he's... it's it's supposed to be a commentary but it's supposed to be light. It's supposed it's... to make you laugh but mean something. You know, it's it's obnoxious to an extent. This this is this has actually answered a lot of my questions about Henry Rollins. <laughs> I feel like I do have a fuller understanding of Henry Henry Rollins at this time than I once did. I I don't feel like I really need to get into Henry Rollins. No. Um, Jeremy, would you say that you understand Henry Rollins better, worse, or the same amount as you understand David Bowie? Better. Mm. Definitely better. I'd say our our work here is done. You know who I like? (laughs) Sonny Rollins. Hey, um, um, hey, wait, wait, time out just a sec. I'm at 50% power. Okay, would let's you go. Object, would you would you object if we put segment three up real quick? Because it will literally take sixty seconds, and just but, get but that you done. Have 50 because minutes. I, I may, I may skip out before classic classic no, hip hop no, skits no, no, could no, take no, hours. No, 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 the answer no, no, is no. no. All right, segment two. How many randomly selected topics can I definitively settle in 60 seconds? Danny, do you have that timer ready? I do. All right, first, I'm ready. Uh, the first randomly selected topic is, let me, I'm just rotating this giant uh, mesh the ball of smaller ping pong balls with numbers <laughs> on them, and the first... <laughs> Number is 421. All right, number 421 is shovel versus rake mock sword fight. Uh, Shovel wins. Next. Uh, 557. It's heavier. 557 is classic Ennio Morricone film scores. Duck, you sucker. A.K.A. Uh, Fistful of Dynamite. Oh, oh, uh, Fistful of Dollars is the the best of his. Next. 63. 63. Quality Spectrum Analysis. Christmas Novelty Songs. Pass. <laughs> uh, that's going to be 279. 279 is 
Potatoes. Mmm, love me some potatoes. Strongly agree. Next. Uh, 556. 556 is... <laughs> Classic Ennio Morricone film scores. <laughs> Once upon a time in the West. Not time, as good as this time. dollars. Time! And that's all the time we have time for. That was what? That was three? I think. Yeah, you did not do well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I blame myself. Of, well, you know, half half it of is, the time is spent, like, with, you know, one person calling out the number, the other person looking for I, the number. I strongly suggested having them randomly pre selected, but I respect. I, re I respect <laughs> the judge's decisions. Well, let's try it again with it randomly selected. Yeah, we can we can do that. Yeah, we can do it next episode. But not now. Yeah, not now. Uh, three, that's my, my current top score. Well, three, that's so how I many might, you I answered. Might, How many did you I get might, right? I might so stick it, with this may, segment for a while. Gentlemen, the answer to the question is three. The actual segment doesn't need to have any of this bullshit in it. The question well, is how many topics? The answer is three. Moving on. Segment three, a series of controversial statements, part three. Okay, <clears throat> so I have a list of statements. I think we're pretty familiar with this segment by now. And John, do you, I, wa um, do you want us to issue controversial statements as well, or you've, you just want to do it? As, as the uh, spreadsheet for this episode indicates, you are welcome to provide additional controversial statements but oh it, it did not say required. that all right <clears throat> all right somebody's gonna put some humorous music under this which will start now okay <clears throat> i like the new led christmas lights <laughs> yeah i think yeah. music sounds better on eight track Shorts are just broken pants. I think we should get rid of both pie and tau as well as circles. I don't use soap because it feels like cilantro. I don't think quantum mechanics and relativity need to be reconciled. Billiards and table tennis are actually the same game. <laughs> I think plaid is slimming. Zebras can be domesticated, it's just that no one's tried hard enough. And that is all. Very, very well said, John. Does anyone have additional controversial statements? I have uh, two controversial statements. Number one, number one, there are a good many businesses like show business. And number two, go ahead and mess with Texas. They like it. That's controversial. <laughs> All right. All right. Segment four. Classic hip-hop skits. <laughs> when I came up with the segment topic, classic hip-hop skits, I thought it would be bear tons of fruit. Did you, you think that there were more good hip-hop skits? 
Because <laughs> I, I had a similar experience. Yeah, I did. Because I was like, okay, well, I'll just think of these any minute now. <laughs> and I thought of some. But I, I think that the ones that are considered classic are not ones that I remember or ever really liked. <laughs> and the ones that I did recall were either not actually hip-hop <laughs> or were not as good as I remember upon playing back or hmm. really short. <laughs> Just maybe like a you were You're lines. complaining that they were too short? Yeah, well, well, they weren't okay. quite short. They weren't even really not, not long the rapper to be... too short, but right, right. Thank you. They weren't <laughs> right, even long right. enough to be considered skits. Like they were just, just like a, an intro. Just like, hey, give me the mic. I'm gonna fuck up the mic. Come on. Yeah, I mean that's an example. Yeah. But that's yeah, an example. I mean, like a few. Most of them were actually more accurately R and B skits. Hmm. <laughs> uh, mm. And mm. which. Uh, 100% of which could be attributed to R. Kelly. And like, hey, my helicopter just landed, baby. Uh, I'll be there in five minutes. I'm referring to the, the three-minute spoken, oh spoken intro to his track, Marry the Pussy, from 2014, uh, 2013. That's hardly classic if it's only three years old. No, it was classic, like... At a minute fifty, man, like it's an <laughs> instant classic. Before it was even, yeah, no, it's really before they were done recording it. It was a clear no, it was because he the skit basically he calls up a friend of his to talk up to to brag about how he had written a new song. He's so excited about shit. You know what I mean? Hot dog, hot. I know it is hot, nigga, coming from you. He's so excited about having written a new song that he has to call up his friend. And as opposed to just repackaging the same song with like a different lyrics and a new like video. As he... Yeah, no, he, he he calls up his friend and it just so happens that his friend he wakes up his friend while he's in bed at a hotel room with a with a woman he doesn't know. <laughs> and they like have an extended argument in the hotel room <laughs> where he kicks her out of the hotel room. It goes on for like two and a half minutes while R. Kelly is just kind of on the line saying that like, you want me to call you back? You want me to call you back? Nigga, you want me to call you back? All right, my nigga, listen. Nigga about to go and pop that question down. Well, we can't, we can't, we're not just here to listen to R. Kelly. That's a different podcast. <laughs> In retrospect, almost the entire conceit of the skit is unnecessary. I mean, it, it, it it's a, a phone call. That's fine. But the fact that his friend is in a hotel with a woman that he wants to make walk home and get rid of and lock in the bathroom, apparently, that could all, you could lose all that. It's 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 kind of it's kind I mean, of that, funny. That that is common to every romance. It's kind right. of funny when they are talking a whole lot and R. Kelly's just kind of sitting on the phone going, "Yeah, you want me to call you back?" It's kind of funny, but it's uh, it, the skit really starts when R. Kelly says, "Like, I got to run something by you." You know, I could start there. Yeah, I mean the 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 lyrics to the song uh, "Marry the Pussy." <laughs> Like it's the premise is pretty clear, like 
from the beginning. So it's like you almost didn't even really need the additional context for that to make sense. But I do agree with you. That skit was, in fact, like the the skit almost, it's kind of humorously at odds with the song, if anything, like because the the song the song would seem to be like praising this woman or pussy as the case may be that he's going to marry <laughs> no n- um, very explicitly not a woman just the pussy <laughs> yeah. i don't i don't think it's symbolic I, I like and i don't think it's like crass i think it's like he's actually talking about just the vagina of some woman like. <laughs> Um, I, and he thinks he's a wait, genius. It's not crass. Wait, could you could you please explain well, it's, that? It's not. He doesn't even realize it's demeaning. He's not even saying like, "Oh, the woman is just her her pussy." He's like just talking. Right. He's like so completely simply that's simply so not relevant. Insular, right? He's like <laughs> oh, he's only talking to. Well, he hasn't he hasn't even met the woman yet. He's saving that for marriage. Right. He's so I don't know. He's just so completely detached from reality that he that ever, anything he likes can be just as detached from reality. So what what do you think in R. Kelly's mind? And I know I'm asking a lot for you to, <laughs> but like, why do you think R. Kelly? put that particular skit in front of that particular song. What is he trying to say with that? Uh well, I think that he thought of when he you know, when he came up with Mary the Pussy, he probably came up with the idea of proposing to the pussy. And maybe he thought of like a skit where he like comes to the pussy and proposes to it, but he <laughs> couldn't quite figure out how to how to sort of like cast the pussy as like a, a like as a voice or like a sound effect or something and so in order to sort of get around that he took it to like a third party eye he said like hey i'm going to do this in order he described what he was going to do instead of doing it hmm. so he's just telling somebody that he's going to marry the pussy i'm going to propose to it and, and then hey, i'm going to be the best man ha 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 and also, he even in his own skit, he couldn't help but throw in his his friend saying something like, oh, "All these bitches are like R. Kelly, R. Kelly," <laughs> could not help but being self serving. Even in why that. is why is so much of the skit not even about R. Kelly? It's just about this random guy fighting with his like, I guess, girlfriend or like oh, kind oh. of one off. Oh, one, see, like, oh, one, try, one I, night stand, I, maybe? My, I was reading it as, like, he was trying to set himself, like, like he's more sophisticated yeah. than that guy. Yeah, exactly. You know? That's that's the best case. The best case is that it's, like, in contrast to you, who is having a cheap one night stands with pussy, I'm going to marry the pussy. But it's just, it all comes off as so, like, ham-handed and, like, like he just seems like even more of an asshole. Marrying a pussy, I mean, that's, like, that's not really a thing that happens. I agree. Well, that's what makes R. Kelly so innovative. Bear Friend Tea Party is brought to you by a universe finely tuned for the existence of podcasts. If you wish to support Bear Friend Tea Party, please tell your enemies about us. If you wish to oppose Bear Friend Tea Party, please continue doing nothing.
interesting. Can I ask you a question? Like, as someone who doesn't know a lot about hip-hop and hip-hop skits... This is an R&B skit. What, uh, yeah, okay. Why do, they, why do they put skits on hip-hop albums? See, you're, you're, you're jumping the gun here because... My, okay. My, yeah, we'll I, get to that. When I was getting, when I was like prepping, for I had segment, to jump the gun. I only have twenty five percent left of my power. Okay. When, when I was preparing for this segment, uh, you know, I was revisiting some of these classic hip hop skits, and you know, there are some pretty, you know, war moments. But really, what struck me was that I was. It occurred to me that the skit is really like a phenomenon associated with hip-hop and i wonder why and excellent you, question you, you don't hear a lot of like you, well at least like stereotypically there aren't a lot of like rock and roll skits mm. and it you know i mean in sure. rock and roll as a culture and as you know like as a uh, you know <clears throat> the, the the personas involved are lighthearted, and they're mm. you know they're 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 anecdotal and they're fun loving so but why why wouldn't they have the similar trope i have two thoughts about this two potential answers i don't know if either of these are true or possibly offensive (laughs) (laughs) fingers crossed (laughs) one thought i had was that hip-hop has been more single oriented than album oriented Mm-hmm. Maybe that's not the case, but my my feeling has been that like having the hot, tr- it's more about the hot track rather than the hot album. Whereas the album is much more of like having the album as a cohesive whole is more of a is more of a tradition in rock music and less so in hip hop. Vince, perhaps, and this is I'm this is I'm not saying this is true. I'm saying. I've thought about this same issue, and this is one thought I had. Maybe they're not necessarily as concerned with the album being listenable, and therefore put a bunch of filler crap in it. Um, yeah, that's why you don't get o- a lot of rock and roll shout-out tracks. The other thought I had was, what? hip-hop, in hip-hop, you have the phenomenon of the mixtape. Yep. Which is different from the album in that it's kind of more throwed together, more mm. ephemeral, and very importantly, um, in the early days, probably handcrafted onto like a cassette of predetermined length, Vince, the need for filler. Mm. Jeremy, b- before we dive into ju- you know assessing those possibilities, can I throw out one other? And I'll preface this by restating that I don't really know anything about hip hop, uh, and so I'm probably wrong. No, no, that's that's true of everyone here. But <laughs> I, think even, I think even compared, Same. even compared with the three of you, um, it strikes me that uh, rap music as an art form is wordier than rock and roll yeah. music. Like yeah. most people in a yes. rock band have to be able to play an instrument, but they might, you know, they might not be able to speak fluently. Whereas rappers like that's what they do. They talk uh rhythmically is my understanding of how that works. And often they make stuff up on the fly, aka freestyling or so I've heard. 
And so they just, like those guys You're might s- just be better at putting on little skits than like, like if, I mean, imagine <laughs> well, trying, imagine, this imagine, like, that, imagine like the, the yin and yang of, of arguments Chris, about this. I'm just you saying are, like, imagine, completely you superficial are, and you are, imagine like, that is so wrong. <laughs> I imagine you are like possible. overlooking the fact that these skits are not good. <laughs> like no, no one is claiming that they are good. Nor at... are they like improvised or like. N- nor are they, I mean it's like more. Okay, I'll, I'll accept the correction. Nature, like like I don't. That's I can't. I'll, ex- I'll get... accept the correction. I, I I'm stipulating <laughs> that I have never. I don't think. I don't know if I've actually heard one. Probably have at some point. I'm just saying, skit? like, imagine, imagine, <laughs> like, imagine, like, the the guys in Alice and Chains trying to put together a little skit for one of their albums. I just don't see it happening. So, and I like, think it's because Kurt Cobain and I think it's because most of them which guy just play instruments and mumble. Chris Cornell. Chris Cornell. Um, I just don't see that happening. That's I'm a interested good point. though. I'm interested well, to learn though that the skits are not good, and also that they were pre-planned. <laughs> so if they're pre-planned, why aren't they better? I I mean, so some of them are not on the album Mac Daddy. That's, yeah, that's what I was going to say. So what <laughs> about, what, lot, what about which I think is the downfall no case of intro. most of them? Does anybody else hear that? What you pulling me over for, Mr. Officer? I'll be asking the questions, Leroy. Um, and my name so ain't Leroy. Based on our experience, we would right, say Jerome. 0% of hip-hop concerts well, Jerome, include man. performances of skits. With a sample size of two. Yeah, the, <laughs> our, our p-value is uh, <laughs> not very impressive on that, but... I've you know I've you heard know, p value is, is my, uh, my overrated in social science. I do remember seeing Eminem live. Hey, hey guys, hey, hey guys, my, I did, did think about this. I, hey guys, we're not we're not I having. I did think about like yeah. what we're not, does it had, like, take? A giant blow we're not having pulling me over, Mister Officer. Good. We're not we're not having trouble. My thought was we're not having trouble with our cat's p value anymore. My thought am I right? My thought was I don't. If I want to get into hip hop, what should I listen to? Uh, Yoko Ono. Yeah, right. her her early stuff. Her early stuff. Uh, I, w- yeah. I would say Chief Bootnaka would be a good. Or Bismarck. Early, Biz- early Yoko Ono and Bismarck. Uh, seminar is also quite good. Um, some people say start with Swass, but I think shoot, I, I think you're probably not ready for Swass. Uh, I could think of one <laughs> hip hop skit that I like, and that um. I don't skip and didn't feel any need to to uh, delete. This is track number seven from uh, the Doctor Octagon album, Doctor Octagonicologist. Oh, um, this tr- this track is that yours as well? I was going to mention Doctor Octagonicologist. It's a it's a pretty good album. I honestly I don't know if I've even listened to this whole album through, but I love this skit. <laughs> like this is the skit I skip too. Is that oh is it General Hospital? Yeah. A tolerable class, a tolerable <laughs> hip hop skit is one that is, I- ideally, it's got to be well thought out, funny, punchy, under thirty seconds. Thank you very much. Once you hit a minute and a half, 
That's way too long. Like, that is way too long. 30 <laughs> seconds. It should be a separate track, ideally, um, <laughs> unless it's, like, kind of integrated into the track. So, um, the the skit, the track General Hospital from the album, Dr. Octagon's album, Dr. Octagon, a gynecologist or something like that. Um, it's really good. It's a really good example of that. It's funny. It's in theme with the album, which is Play it. kind of... Do- Okay, I'll play it. Dr. Octagon, please come to the office. Come now. Oh, fuck. Patient just died in room 105. Cirrhosis of the eye. Yeah. Nurse, come in. Please, where are you? Fuck it, he's dead. Oh, shit. There's a horse in the hospital. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because it it's time. true. It's funny because there's a horse in the hospital. Wait, is that it? That's it. That's it. What? I know you wanted it to go on longer. No, no, right. it's just that's, getting going, and that's like, when that's when it's over. Holy shit! It's like what's going to happen with this horse in the hospital? That, I'll that, tell you what I like about that. You, you sneak out of the hospital on that horse. <laughs> <laughs> there's a few things I really like about it. Obviously, it's short. They've got the funny soundtrack. It's funny overall. I love that he does the like kind of nasal like voice over the intercom himself mm-hmm. at the beginning. They didn't. It's half-assed, but also well thought out. Like he's like Doctor Octagon, Captain of your Office, and it's obviously him. And then, I, I, so I think it starts out strong. I like that he starts cussing. <laughs> <laughs> And then I love that, like, you know, then you move on to the denouement where it, like, gets, goes totally off the rails and there's a horse in the hospital. So you have an arc. It's like, okay, he's being kind of funny. We're in a hospital. Then he break he undermines your expectations. Oh, shit. He's, like, cussing and shit. And he, like, is being kind of badass. He's saying fuck a lot. And then you move on I to had your, not, like, third I act. I had not expected that there would be strong language on the wrap-up. <laughs> then you move on into your third act, wherein there is a horse in the hospital. <laughs> and then it great. ends. Right. It ends, it ends right when you're, like... Right when you're getting really excited about it. It leaves you wanting more. And then there's like a hip-hop song after that, which is... <laughs> makes, <laughs> makes, makes you change your mind. That, that song is uh, Blue Flowers, just so we're all on the same page. Yeah, which is not the strongest track. No, it's but... not. It's, I mean, it's no Earth People. Would you say that the horse is a vital element in any successful hip-hop skit? I would almost say that the, the hospital or doctor setting <laughs> is, but no. You wouldn't necessarily need a horse. Okay. Um, honestly, the the other skit that comes to mind for me would be the Dr. Dre doctor's office <laughs> skit, where, where the woman is coming in and asking to to see Dr. Dre, and then she says, like, hello, I have an appointment with Dr. Dre. Hello. I had a 12 o'clock appointment with Dr. Dre. I have an appointment well, with Dr. Dr. Dre. And then at the end, like, they say, like, Dr. Dre's in the other room getting his Dick sucked. And then like something like that. So like it's it's, it's not as good. It's not no, nearly as not, good. It's not nearly as because, good but because it doesn't have a horse in it. That yeah, you make well, a good you, point. Well, I mean, you don't know who is sucking his dick. <laughs> <laughs> if they said like Dr. Dre's in the next room getting his dick sucked by a horse. 
I mean, if there were a game show, if there were a game show sound effect, I think you may be right. I think it may require a non sequitur horse reference at the end to really make a classic hip hop skit. But uh, that's all I got for you. Classic? Do you mean like actually considered classic, or something funny that we once heard? Tolerable. Tolerable is what doesn't cheapen the album is what I mean by that. <laughs> to me, if it doesn't, if the album is not made better by removing the skit, then that's a classic skit. Well, I mean, what do you? But that's again, that's so. Like, what do you mean by made better? Like, or made like? I mean, like, he means if it is, a, it's better with the skit than without the skit. Yeah, then if it's, it's a, a good skit. If it is a tedious chore to listen to the skit every time, and you're always like, why did they put this in here? This is really annoying. Then, then like, to me, that is a, that is a failed hip-hop skit. It may be classic in some people's minds, but... Okay, I have another Dr. Octagon skit, if you guys are, if you guys are ready. I'm ready. From the same album, Dr. Octagon Ecologist. Uh, it's entitled, I Got to Tell You... It is 49 <laughs> seconds long, uh, and it is, uh, Bit it is, long. It is a, a monologue in the style of a, a uh, an infomercial. Hello. Um, I guess I'll just... This is the offices it. of Dr. Octagon. If you have insurance and medical problems, I'm here for you for any type of intestine surgery, rectal rebuilding, <laughs> and located saliva glands, and chimpanzee acne, and of course, moose bumps. You can call 1-800-PP-5-1-DOODOO. <laughs> I'm in your corner. <laughs> All right, so I forgot about that one. That one's that really skit. good too. Wait, hold hold the phone. Yeah, is that a skit? That is totally a oh. skit. But where's the line, though? I mean, that's just. I mean, it, what what's what's the is narrative? It an, is it an intro, though? What's where? Where, where's the line? Where's between, the line between an intro well, that and that into the song "Earth People," which I think I think you'll agree doesn't, doesn't is a doesn't seminal Dr. I mean, like, song. What? That's a great point. What if it were just like one? Like, what if it were just uh, someone saying, "Thanks for calling Doctor Octagon's hit line," and then the song kicked in? Is that a skit? That would that would at least be short. Yeah, I think that would be a skit. Sure, why not? What if it's just Doctor the guy saying like, "Here's the next song." Right. What if somebody was just saying like, "One, two, three, four. What if the guy was saying, "A claw is a claw." A claw is right. A claw. What if it's like, yeah. Weird. Okay. Here's a question. What if it's just like a, a like some dialogue from a movie that was taped off the TV? Well, there's a sample. Well, no, but if it's just like not used in the song, but just like an extended like segment from a movie that's just used kind of as is or from a comedy skit on tv i think the answer is that all of those things blur the line you're the guy who tried to get my cab i know i knew you yeah when i think of classic hip-hop skits the first one that comes to mind is probably on uh, snoop doggy dog's doggy style um uh, the conceit is that snoop doggy dog is the uh the uh a grade school teacher. Good morning, boys and girls. I'm your substitute teacher, 
My name is Mr. Budworth. And he's asking a class of his students what they would like to be when they grow up. <laughs> it's, it's kind of a big ask that we believe that Snoop Doggy Dog is a grade school teacher. But The first student says he'd like to be a police officer. And Snoop Doggy Dog says... Oh, all right. That's, That's a pretty, pretty good, good profession. profession. <laughs> and, <laughs> and the second student says... I'd like to be a fireman. And Snoop Doggy Dog says, All right. That's a pretty good profession, too. <laughs> and I believe he calls on the third student, which he <laughs> refers to as having French braids. You in the back with those French braids. What's your name? And he says, You back there in them French braids, what do you want to be when you grow up? And the student says, I want to be a motherfucking hustler. Yeah. Well, duh. So again, this is a uh, <laughs> this is a uh, a paraphrase uh, recollection of a of a perhaps a longer, perhaps shorter skit that may or may not have led into another track. I think this is something that a friend of mine once played for me at summer camp, and I think taped onto a cassette, but cut off the rest of the song. <laughs> That is a classic <laughs> hip hop skit. That one was really good, and I think that it—it right? it was. How long is it was that? Like, it's about thirty seconds, I think. It's definitely less than a minute. Okay. It starts off strong. It starts with like that guy. The teacher had a funny name, I believe. <laughs> Butworth. <laughs> Butworth. So you get like a kind of a juvenile, like <laughs> funny name at the beginning. <laughs> then you kind of establish your premise. Like, like with the kids saying their names, and then like you got that excellent like final act where like it s- kicks it up a notch. It is, and uh, it's, it's the rule of threes. He starts it's cussing. Like, it's yeah. the comedy rule of threes. It's like it doesn't matter if you, yeah. I, some people don't understand. They're like, uh, we can just put in like a minute of us just like saying some incomprehensible shit, and like some, that's not sometimes that works though. Okay, I think. I mean, I would argue that a lot of those quote-unquote skits are really more like field recordings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like the Alan Lomax. Okay, the next the next one that occurred to me was um, it was from the uh, 1994, I believe, uh, album "Ready to Die" by the Notorious B.I.G. Mm. Um, I believe it was Biggie. called "Fuck Me." Oh, is this the uh, one where he's having sex yes. with... Uh, he's purportedly uh, making love to uh, a woman who was, I believe, played by Little Kim. Lil Kim. Lil Kim, yeah, sorry. Lil, Lil Labner. So they fall off. They fall track. off the bed. It's kind of dragged towards the end. I thought but... they, they fall oh, off the no, bed. I disagree. The end was the best part. You know, in re- you're right, Jeremy. It does drag, and it, and in my mind, it was it was a little more succinct from my memory. And I remember that in my mind, she referred to him as "you fat motherfucker." And I don't. It, she may have said that no, at some point. I, I think I don't think she. I was looking at the transcript of this. I don't think...
Hey, homie. Who, me? Yeah, that's right. You the fly hustler. Oh, y'all still selling that fake Louie, huh? Hey, don't be turning the high side up in here. You don't even got the dope Oh, baby, Louis. I don't need the high side. Just give me some khakis and I'm straight. Turn this me? Oh, raggy, Rudy put run dope gangsta. Who you think you are, MC Hammer? You can't afford this Louis Vuitton. Oh, what you mean I can't afford it? Well, I want to try to afford some old fake Louis. Baby, if that's real Louis, I'm Tom Cruise. Excuse me, I'd like to buy some. No, you don't know jack about this Louis. Oh, this is on. Over boot number two for the crack pipe. Yeah, all right, I got your crack pipe right here, baby. Get off my table. That's right. It is like a, it is basically like a rap song and a skit at the same time. What's the one that starts with a, like a phone call between two oh. chicks that are like, oh, uh, they think they're vying for Mixalot's love or something, but then they both realize they're trying to like yeah. take his money in his car and like, like oh that's okay. like that's cool man, more power to you if you want to take his money in his yeah. car. Um, is that Testarossa? No, that one starts out with a like the sound of an engine revving or something. I, don't <laughs> I love that phone conversation because it's it's so brief. Like yeah. you don't like it's hard to understand that they actually are like they understand. They what have communicated about. something. It's it took so me a short. very long time to really like yeah. absorb the gravitas of that uh, exchange. And it's very confrontational. It's like yeah. so if if I called you up and just said, "Hey, what's up?" You'd be like, "Well, what's up with you?" What's up with you? Oh, Ill shit. What's fucking Sir Mixalat shit. What the fuck is this shit? Be like, didn't I see you? So so he's she's talking about Mount Rainier, right in Seattle. Like, oh, I yeah, didn't that. I see you kicking it with Mix on Rainier? I think that means like. You guys were up like oh, clowning, Rainier? climbing Mount Rainier. Unless there's some other place, Climb, in, unless there's around. like a like a street named after Mount Rainier, and they was like kick. Which there probably, probably is. I don't know. Probably. <laughs> you know, we haven't talked about put him on the glass. That is what actually my third out of fourth skit I was <laughs> going to bring to the table, which was the the track uh, Double de Pleasure. Jeremy, this is a good example of a skit that really serves the song. This song is about, uh, well, Sir Mix-a-Lot, uh, you know, on the heels of his success with Baby Got Back in 19, you know, whatever. Yeah. He, his next album, Chief Bootnaka, led off with a, yeah. a single um, uh, which was not about butts, but about tits. Yeah, it, it's a shocking new direction. <laughs> And so... Oh, that's such a sellout move. Well, but, you know, it, <laughs> earlier in the album he refers, he says Got things that like... that new sound you've been looking for. <laughs> yeah. You know that new sound you're looking for? Well, listen to this. He actually says something like, the butt man's back. <laughs> <laughs> but, but in this song, is, uh, which is called Put Him on the Glass, he sort of... Oh, yeah, I've heard of Put He was on the trying, glass. I believe he was trying to start a new fad didn't really go anywhere but it was um he was that's what inspired put your butt on the window uh it, it may have been <laughs> but i guess you were supposed to when you were driving in your car on the interstate and you looked over in your car next in the lane next to you and you saw some like like a hot chick there you were supposed to like you roll down your window and say put him on the glass and the uh passenger in the car would you know pull her top down and Smash, smash her big fat titties against the uh, glass. Well, driving? No, no, the passenger. Oh, that may. Okay, that's fair. Get that 
attention, girl. What's what that license plate saying? That's Mix-a-Lot. Girl, no, oh, no, fucking lot. Oh, shit. Well, that it goes on for a long time. Yeah, I, and and Jeremy, I think you hit the nail on the head right there. Still under a minute, well, though. Too long. Too long. Too much just, like, shouting. But at the same time, in contrast to that phone call, which is extremely terse, almost, to the, almost comically, double de pleasure almost could be realistic. I mean, it's it's a lot more well done as far as like you know you can mix a lot's voices like sounds far off and there's car noises, and you know his they actually overlap one another. Yeah, it like definitely has really, more of a cinema verite kind of feel to it than the other. They interrupt one another. It, yeah, it's, it's a little bit more natural. It it's definitely a much more naturalistic take on. Uh, I mean, it, it's much more plausible. Uh, perhaps even better acted from the if if you're going for naturalistic um it's like more like they're going for the field recording kind of style though obviously this was staged but it goes on for way too fucking long whereas to me like the phone call one i liked how brief it was and like the fact that it is brief and like you almost like don't even quite hear the first time going the first time going through you might not even pick up on everything they're saying which, in the context of an album that you might want to listen to more than once, is kind of a good thing because you pick mm-hmm. up on more on repeated listings. Whereas this one, it's like they're just beating you over the head with like, "Oh, okay, right. I'm going to put my tits on the glass." And hey, how about a song about that? Yeah, yeah. No, it, it's it's a little bit more um, de- that calculated, or it's like like, "Hey, we should have a skit to start this song." Instead of kind of like, most of the songs on Mac Daddy have an intro like that, but they're like between, you know, five and 30 seconds long. Yeah. But maybe, you know, maybe like over half of the songs have an intro like that. No, I'd say like actually 75% of them do, including the iconic Baby Got Back skit intro. But I think on Chief Bootnaka, most of the songs don't, but that one track does have an extended uh, intro which has its own track so oh so that that, that put him on the glass um, skit that we just listened to was its own track yeah it's called double deployment. well that's good at least because you can skip it then or, I mean because it's just it, too yeah. it's too damn long that skit should have been 10 seconds long I, I would say that it could have been pared down to Who's that guy? Oh, he's 25. got some money. Put them on the glass. No, no, okay. because it's nice that they. Seconds, it's nice. Like, okay. It's nice that the two women have the rapport about like seeing a fancy car and wanting yeah. to get in on that before. Yeah. The, and then they see the license plate and they realize it's Sir Mixlot, which is which is pretty yeah. self serving, which I yeah. like. <laughs> it's like, but you know, we the audience, we already knew that. Put your titties on the glass. What happened to how you doing? What you doing later? But it's nice to sort of see 
here in, it's important that we know that they know in real time them because <laughs> they're already excited about taking advantage of you know someone that owns a Lamborghini yeah but and to hear them get you know that that excitement get get ratcheted up exponentially and um, it's Sir Mixalot to boot <laughs> right exactly it's like uh, you know they already had it made they're but, so they're so shallow. Yeah. The girls got on bikinis. He got a fur coat on. What the fuck is the weather like in Seattle? That's not. That's not actually though. That's not a skit. That's some meta shit right there. That is a sample of a stand-up comedy act. That's not. That's not a no, skit. No, 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 not a skit. All right. What's next? Just do a Google search for "Who Dick You Suckin'." Harry Crumb. Who dick you suckin'? Don't call me with that bullshit, all right? You lying. You lying to me, D. Yeah, exactly. Who think you suck it? Come on, B. I just heard some shit about you, some foul shit. Fuck is the deal? Suck my fucking dick, you bitch-ass nigga. I'm no, just... you explain it to me, bitch. You know what I'm talking about. I don't nigga. know nobody up here. You don't fuck with nobody up here, and I ain't been fucking with nobody. Yo, t- I don't know nobody in fucking Yonkers. Lying <laughs> ass bitch, you ain't shit. Do I got to holler his name, too? Who the fuck is he? Bitch, you fucking him. Now... You know, it's like just when it's getting going, it it cuts off. You know, the um, uh, I, I you know the, the that one goes downhill. But I do, I do really like the idea of like calling someone up and just answering the phone. Who dick you sucking? Right. What is that like? That's the next logical step beyond. <laughs> like, like when they're who when is it there? sounds like <laughs> when they're apparently sleeping. Like who dick you sucking? <laughs> I also like the uh, the you know when they place it by saying you know, saying something about Yonkers, right? Yeah, it gives it it gives it a sense of place. A little... I mean, I Yonkers wasn't that a Disney afternoon? No, it's a Richard Dreyfuss movie. Is that all you have to say about that? I, I didn't really have much to say about it. I kind of just wanted to hear it. I hadn't heard it in years. Um, I think it's a funny way to answer the phone. I think it's funny to call someone up and say just say like, <laughs> who dick you sucking? Who dick you sucking? Who dick you suck? Yeah, yeah. Call me sometime, just so that I can do that to you. <laughs> yeah, it's like call, uh, come up and see me sometime. Who dick you sucking? Well, he called her. He didn't say like, "Hi, this is hey, it's DMX." Right. <laughs> right. She said, "Hey, whose dick are you? Whose dick?" So, so I was. So how are you doing? Yeah. Anyway, I was just calling to. Uh, cause I was wondering. Whose dick are you? How prevalent the phone call is as like a a premise, right? Even in uh, that that Fat Boys song. Yeah, you know. I wonder if it. I I would like to. I I'm wondering if there's any hip hop skits that involve like a phone call to a doctor's office. I feel like that could be really really good. Right, really bring it all together. I'm sure there are. Maybe maybe a phone call to a doctor's office. From a police station or something, or someone no, no, like, like, or... no, like someone who has been arrested and they use their one phone call to call the doctor's office. <laughs> Is that true that you actually get like one phone call? I don't know. Maybe in the eighties. I'm 
pretty good podcast, I think. Pretty good, pretty good one. If you've enjoyed Bear Friend Tea Party, I'm really sorry about that. If you'd like to enjoy more Bear Friend Tea Party free of charge, you may not. You may. Patreon send $20 to our Patreon at patreon.com slash bearfriendteapartypodcast.com a classic malformed web address in the unlikely event that Bear Friend Tea Party has started playing in your home without your knowledge and or permission, do not Patreon.com. There's very little to be alarmed. Be sure to support us on Kickstarter at www.kickstarter.com. Patreon Whereupon every dollar donated, Bear Friend Party will match five dollars towards the Henry Rollins Memorial Cancer Research and Brain Fund. Every dollar donated to Bear Friend Tea Party will go towards the Research Foundation for Henry Rollins Cerebral Confusion Fund. Cerebral Confusion Fund. In the hopes that one day Henry Rollins will be able to understand his own mind in the hopes that one day Henry Rollins will be able to understand his own mind his own mind in the hopes that Henry Rollins will one day be able to understand his own mind there's only one bear friend tea party ladies I uh I'm not sure how to tell you this but there's only one bear friend tea party ladies this is a podcast for women only and women only listen to this podcast Wherein so, all women give money to this party. party is free to download. All women give money to this podcast. Right now, without exception, without remorse, you should, without apology, all women give money and allegiance to. This Including episode. the bike store. Between podcasts, you know, the, the podcast is just titillation and sound effects and, you know, whatever. And your podcast, which is which is trying to discuss important issues seriously and, and in depth. <laughs>